Welcome to the SBS Volta Espana podcast with Zwift. Last year in the Volta, we saw Zwift Academy winner Jay Vine come desperately close to a stage win. And this year, another Zwift Academy winner, Neve Bradbury, performed brilliantly at the Giro Donna, finishing 10th overall. Well, it's all about to kick off again. Registrations are open and the Zwift Academy starts on the 12th of September. Importantly, it's not just about elite riders chasing a pro contract. Anyone can take part. The Zwift Academy features six structured workouts over four weeks. And after you've graduated, Zwift will share workout and training recommendations based on your results. It's a great way to find your strengths and go further. So if you want to dive in and start riding with a free seven-day trial, head to Zwift.com. Now here's Christoph and Macca with the SBS Volta Espana podcast with Zwift. Don't you just love scenes like this? Bonjour, bonjour, buenos dias, and welcome to the Zwift SBS Cycling uh, Podcast live from the Vuelta. Today, I am at the start village. You can see it behind me. Uh, you can probably hear it behind me. It's very noisy. Uh, wait until uh, Igoberto Uran turns up. Maka uh, joining me here from Melbourne. Maka, uh, don't you just love scenes like this? Name me a sport where you can have this outside of cycling. Yeah, uh, there isn't one, mate. Let's uh, let's let's just call it. Uh, good to see you. Now, listen. Two things. Um, one, you sure they didn't think it was Mick Jagger? Yeah. Are you sure they didn't get him mixed up with Mick Jagger? And I don't know two, if you saw the little, the little little bit in the clip where there's like a, an older woman that grabs his cheek. They go, give him pretty. Yeah. And this and this brings me to my second point. Have they not been made aware of the COVID rules for the no. riders around the Grand Tour? Obviously not. <laughs> but they stop at the barrier. The rules stop at the barrier. Outside the barrier. Oh my God. Don't you love the Spanish? they just like, whatever. Let's just, yeah, let's Colombia, just, let's whatever. just open up the floodgates. <laughs> Joining us as well is uh, Kate Bates. Kate, when you see scenes like this, we talked about COVID. We will talk about COVID again uh, today. That gives you chilled on the spine for every reason, I guess. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, it is cool. I do reckon they maybe think it's Mick Jagger, though. I'm with Macca on that one. I think uh, it's cool that he's got such a following, but after so many years, I've become a bit antisocial. You know, like it's even a little bit old when uh, we've gotten to do our broadcast and we've been on the same couch together, guys. We've still been metres yeah. apart. Uh, and so I, I reckon there might be a little bit of awkwardness going on there. But who doesn't love being cheered for like that? I mean, I'm sure you've had that experience. What, every time you go back to France, anywhere, Christophe. Yeah, yeah that's, that's my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my life. <laughs> As if. <laughs> right. We have a lot to go through because it was a time trial yesterday, which means that we had access to a lot of the riders. But Maka, we, uh, before we start, actually, let's say uh, Yates is out. That's a breaking news, which you will hear. Uh, that's, that's a bit of a blow for the team. Yeah, massive blow. I tell you what, you got to feel for Simon Yates because because this is the second time this has happened to him in his career. Well, obviously in the last two years during COVID, uh, he withdrew from the Giro what last year or two years ago. 
it'd be very frustrating. Uh, we had eight riders overnight, uh, ju- sort of yesterday, during yesterday's stage, um, that withdrew, either didn't take to the start. One rider, it was saddle sores. We won't go there. Um, the other seven was all COVID-related. So, yeah, Yates is the only one right now as we speak. But, Kate, you and I are going to keep on social media. We're going to keep on all the channels and see what happens because it's a – changing game as we know and um yeah look for bike exchange jake are they christoph back to your question that is a real blow big blow for them um yates put in a really good tt yesterday so he'll be disappointed yeah i'm trying to mute and unmute myself because i think the noise uh behind is uh, is over uh, crowded and i have to yell so maybe you guys are just yell away mate this. yell like the spanish <laughs> <laughs> it's lively. Get into it. come on <laughs> it's lively uh kate we've got a winner no surprises there we'll talk about him in a minute no surprise or maybe only one man was surprised by it Anko, Anko, you you said you wanted to win did you think you would win so big uh, I actually don't know the result, so... 48 seconds over Primoz Roglic. 48? Well, that's a, that's a big surprise. Uh, I saw that my teammate Remy did very well, and uh, actually it was perfect that he that he did such a good time trial for me to know uh, the good times, because when I was still sitting in the bus, I could see that um, everybody was actually slowing down in the second part uh, compared to his time, so... Yeah, I mean, uh, I knew I just had to push like one power all the time because it's flat with a super hard finish. And uh, oh, my legs were so heavy on this last bump. It was actually really, really hard. But um, super nice to win this town trial in the red jersey. It's an amazing feeling. Super nice uh, for a red coat, Kate. Uh, only one person, as I said in the introduction, can be surprised by your time like this. It's Remco himself. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? Like, we can hark back to the other day when Mads Pedersen reckoned he was up for the win. That didn't eventuate, did it? I think that Remco is, so far, absolutely flawless uh, in his performance. And perhaps he is surprising himself a bit. He maybe knows he's capable of it, wants to be capable of it, uh, has a lot of pressure on him and uh, is kind of pulling out these magic rides. A lot of the commentary has has turned to he's pretty much unbeatable now, but... You know, I'm with Maka, who has said consistently from day one, not only when we say that he's untested over three weeks, he hasn't raced over three weeks, not untested in a leadership role, but he hasn't even made it there before. It can all go very pear-shaped very, very quickly. Uh, and so I think it's a good attitude for him to have to know that he's on good form, but to not kind of count any chickens, so to speak. Um, Maka, you talked about uh, as well his leadership and when we hear him, every single interview, he mentions the team, every single one. That's the sign of a good leader. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Kino and I were chatting about it after the stage, actually, or even sort of in the wrap-up last night, and we both agreed he is. He's he's sort of, um, he's speaking sort of beyond his years with a, a lot of maturity. And, you know, Kate, I still stand by what I say, but I can already sort of feel the egg splattering on my face um, when we hit Madrid because I'll be wrong. Um, each day that goes by, each day looks better. I'm thinking, okay, I'm waiting for the egg on the face. Mac, and now there's egg on my face because I've just backed you up. What are you doing? Rally, mate, rally. Uh, no, I mean, I, I know what you're saying because it's a pretty unassailable lead. But yeah. to be honest, 
if he even gets to the end without getting COVID, he'll be doing really well. That, that because, is a good point. You know, yeah. Sam Bennett, oh, like rip my heart out and throw mm. it on the ground and stomp on it. It mm. is not a friendly uh, welter for so many things. Mm. So, you know, I'm going to keep I'm gonna keep supporting you there, Macca, until we'll the very end the and space. then I'll throw eggs. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the Ron Dennis, Macca. Uh, he came in with a big hope, I guess, for, for a time trial. We know that is uh, his forte. Uh, the team, you know, he's been helping a lot uh, for, for his leader, uh, Roglic. Uh, let's listen to uh, Ron Dennis and then we'll talk about him straight after this. Uh, I think we can tell by the time. Oh, when uh, it wasn't my day. I felt strong at the start, but I just ended up, I think, the last, was it nine days or just taking this toll. When you fight every day for your leader for Roglic, is it possible later to to fight to win, to win a time trial? No, I don't think so. Uh, just, uh, just a rough day for me. Um, I was feeling good and feeling better each day during the last nine stages, so I was hopeful, but in the end, uh, uh, the body's had enough for today, and uh, let's uh, let's look forward to the next what was it, 11 days to try uh, help Roglic again. Thank you. Well, was there a point uh, where you decided today wasn't the day? You started off really well. You look good. Uh, started to bite in about halfway, and uh, when you start fighting just to hold your position, uh, it's sort of a it's like the the wall is uh, unraveling and uh, you just you just have to suck it up and hope for the best. I was uh, Ron Dennis here, Maka. Disappointed uh, by the performance because he's got the, the the national jersey on the shoulders. Uh, do you think he would have expected a lot more from himself on that on that uh, on that stage? Uh, yeah, he did, but I thought he was pretty philosophical. And you know what, I, lo- I loved his answer because that that first question. Uh, not from John Trevorrow, uh, the other journalist um, said, you know, if, if, if you, you know, you're working so hard for a team leader for nine days, is it not possible? And he said, no, no, it is possible. I've just had a rough day. And time trialists, I think more than anything, especially in their pet event, they're so attuned to their body. Uh, they know when they're good or not. And, and he called it. He just said, oh, I, my body had had enough for today. And it's amazing. Just it's only 30 kilometres um, but when, you, when you're going for the stage win, you need to be absolutely at 110% and he wasn't. So disappointed, definitely, but, you know, he brushes it off and moves on. And, and, uh, and Kate's good point, actually, he said pretty much halfway through, he just decided to, to pack it and, uh, and, and have, a, and have a, you know, a, a nicer stroll because he knew he was not going to make it. Yeah, I mean, I think we need to look at Rowan's year as well because the Commonwealth Games was a huge goal for him. Uh, he put everything into that and, of course, he had a, a smashing performance there. And I think for a rider like Rowan, uh, who can be so unidirectional in their focus, um, remembering that he's not riding the time trial at Worlds, I also think that he would have kind of gone through Commonwealth Games, wiped his hands with his very specific time trial prep um, and turned his mind just because you've been world time trial champion, national time trial champion, it doesn't necessarily mean that without the right preparation, you rip out a killer time trial uh, every time. It can be a little bit more hit and miss. And I reckon that's where he's at with his season. So he's kind of hoping uh, to pull out a good one. But, you know, he, he's wise enough to be able to concede that it just wasn't happening. And what's more important for them, 
remembering that they've lost a couple of riders is mm. his role is more important now than it was on day one. So good idea for him, not on a good one, to pull the pin uh, and to focus on his team job. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, now we're going to go uh, throughout all of the Aussies that we've been able to, to catch up with uh, yesterday. And I wanted to start with uh, uh, Luke Plapp, uh, because Luke Plapp had uh, some hopes as well here, uh, but he's now realising he's got a much bigger role coming up his way over the next couple of years. Where's your guys with your drink? Where's your drink? Hot day, look, uh, you, you finished very comfortably here. Obviously, you decided not to have a bash today. Yeah, as hard as it was, mate. Uh, look, i got to look at the bigger picture and uh, be my first grandy. Look, I'm definitely feeling the fatigue in the legs. Um, so I really try to make this a bit of a two-day block and, and soak up as much of the race as possible. Um, and unfortunately, we've seen the news that Ethan's out. Uh, it's a real shame it was yesterday because uh, I really think he would have been on for a good one. But, yeah, now that Ethan's out, there's definitely going to be a bit more of a load on my shoulders in the last two weeks. Um, and yeah, like we said, we're not we're not leading this race, so we're going to have to do something. There's a few out. I see uh, Sam Bennett's out and a couple of Aussies, uh, young Harry and uh, Jared are out. Um, the interesting question I've got for you is, it's your first Grand Tour, I know you want to finish it, but how's that going to, a full Grand Tour and then only one week to the world's time trial? It must be something you're uh, quizzing with. Oh, mate, it was, it's been on my mind since the start of the year when I found out the dates. Um, look, I think I'll be going great for the road race, uh, but the TT, yeah, I think it's going to be an absolute lottery. Um, I think it's a lottery for the guys that have done 15 Grand Tours. That every time they pull up a bit differently, so I've just got no clue how I'll pull up after my first. Uh, all I know is I'm pretty stuffed now, and I think that whole week would just be uh, travelling back home and, and trying to rest up as much as possible. And look, we'll get to the race and, and we'll see what happens. I'll either have good legs or I'll be in a bit of trouble. But... Uh, yeah. I was uh, Luke Plapp uh, straight after his performance yesterday in uh, the time trial. Uh, Maka, we said it before, we'll have to say it again. A lot of maturity for someone like Luke Plapp, already thinking ahead. And at the beginning of the year, he was already thinking, that's going to be tough to do the Vuelta and the time trial in the world. Yeah, I mean, it's, again, you know, we, we keep saying it, but these young, can I say kids, <laughs> because to me they are kids, but... They just show maturity beyond their years and and this is why they're champions and this is why Luke Plapp, I believe, will develop into a, you know, a superstar, a real champion because he's already got that mindset. He He's already planning out a year and, of course, you know, he, he gets, I'm sure, a huge amount of support from Ineos um, in his planning and they have discussions, et cetera, and meetings and all that sort of stuff. So... But he's already, he's already, like you say, he's already thinking ahead. So, yeah, it's, it's really good. And, you know, I think he made the right call to, to not give the TT a big, a big crack yesterday. Um, and he's got to he's, play that team role and show that he's committed to the team role, not his individual role per se. He'll get his opportunities, no doubt. But I think it was a, a good sign. And whether or not it was the team that tapped him on the shoulder, it doesn't matter. He's done what, what they've said or what they've agreed on, and that's the, the main thing. Uh, let's uh, listen to another uh, Aussie that done really well yesterday, and surprisingly really well, is Ben O'Connor. You obviously pulled out a big one there. It was a very good ride, mate. Yeah, I feel really fast. I was so blown at the end, though. I didn't finish very well, but uh, yeah, I don't actually know. I have no idea how I've gone, so... Hopefully it was good. It was good. I think you were third uh, from what I saw you across the line. Yeah, that was right up there. <laughs> I'm glad because yeah. it's uh, been a while since I've done a good TT. I've been trying to improve. And I had a really bad day just before the rest day on that steep climb. I felt terrible. So it's nice to turn the, turn the clock a little bit. 
And how did you find the uh, the heat today? Oh, it's filthy out here. It's like it's like being in a rainforest, but it doesn't look like green at all. It just looks <laughs> terrible, actually. So, yeah, pretty horrible out here. So hopefully it's a little bit cooler the next couple of days. I know it won't be, but... Now, there's been a lot of challenges, uh, especially today it's coming out with COVID. We've locked a couple of other Aussies, young uh, Jared and Harry, out, and plus a few of the other big hitters. So uh, how are you feeling with all the... Uh, with the COVID side? I mean, I got after the Tour de France, so hopefully I'm okay. As for the others, yeah, I mean, just bad luck, isn't it? It gets everyone at some point, and it'll get in the way of a dream, but everyone's going to have another one uh, at their next race or next season. That was uh, Ben O'Connor here. Uh, Maka, he was surprised with his uh, performance, but uh, were you? Because we know uh, ben O'Connor can actually be a very good uh, performer on a time trial for his skills uh, on these days. Yeah, yeah, you're spot on. Um, no, not surprised, not surprised. And absolutely, he, he can. And so I was hoping that he'd deliver. I was hoping both of our GC Aussie guys would deliver. He did. Unfortunately, Jai didn't have a good one. But, um, yeah, no, really good for Ben. And, you know, and, and off the back of the disappointment of the Tour de France, I think he can fight for a top 10 and I think he can fight for a beyond a top 10, Kate. I think I, I think we talked about it a week or so ago. He's an attacking style of rider. There's six summit finishes now between now and Madrid. Madrid's a circuit race. We've got a sprinter's day today. I think we might have one other sprinter's day. So pretty much all the other stages mountain stages and I think if Ben's got good legs which he showed yesterday he can absolutely push himself into the top five yeah I agree with that and and look I had a bit of a giggle when he said um the weather's filthy and it's like being <laughs> in a rainforest but there's no forest to be seen and I thought make sure you can see the forest for the trees and uh keep that perspective going mate he had a great time trial he just seems to be getting better and better and of course uh he exited the Tour de France uh, with a sore buttock, a torn glute muscle, um, which we're glad that he's back from, and I think he's just riding into form. I reckon he'll actually get a fair bit of time back on Remco. Um, how much, we don't know. There will mm. definitely be a degree of um, quick step letting him go um, if they're under pressure because they do have such a substantial gap. Um, but there's a lot of danger in that, and uh, if the cracks do start to appear. And, of course, we keep harking back to COVID, guys, but... If Quickstep lose any more helpers, if Yumbo lose any more helpers, uh, same with Ineos, it just completely mm. explodes the race. If it's one-on-one -on -one O'Connor and Remco, I'm backing Ben O'Connor, especially in week three. So I feel like we're going to have a lot of very uh, topsy-turvy up-and-down conversations about this in the next 11 days. As Rowan Dennis tried yeah. to count, yes, 11 more days. They're all already <laughs> tied. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you're not counting the race days as well. Uh, we also have a program and we can debate this. Yeah, that's true. Yes. Uh, let's uh, listen to Jay Vine as well. We uh, did yesterday a time trial in the Paul Cadet jersey. And that was one of the, the jokes he had with his wife while he did it. Jay, you did a very strong TT. You are 1 minute 25 minutes more than uh, Remy Cavagna here at the finish. Top 10 right now. How was it for you? Yeah, it was really fun. Um, I mean, yeah, like, I, like, uh, like you said, I rode a controlled race. I don't really know what I average or anything like that right now. But, um, yeah, just uh, I took, took yesterday completely off, um, which I wouldn't if I was uh, trying to go for, a, like, a really top, top result. You just can't because your body shuts down. But, um, yeah, today was a good opener. 
tomorrow another slightly easier day and um, yeah, there's still more mountains to come. Jay, good in the mountains, good in the time trial. Why not to think about the general classification in the near future? Yeah, absolutely. The general classification is something that I'd, uh, I'd like to target in the future. Um, it's uh, yeah, just not feasible at the moment with, uh, with, uh, without having the full package of, uh, you know, the whole team focused around it, the, uh, the TT setup, all the, all the 1%ers count, um, and, you know, being, you know, a minute down in the first time trial, and then, you know, probably, I'm going to say about two and a half minutes down on Remy, uh, sorry, Remco at the end of the day. Like, and plus, you know, the stage 20, that's just going to be all, all out war on those medium mountain days. It's, you really need everything to go your way to go for the GC. So there was a, a Jay Vine here. Uh, very, you know, again, good vision about the fact that Remco was going to smash this one out uh, for everybody. Uh, but Jay Vine, uh, uh, Maka, it's always nice to see how much ahead they are thinking. I'm saying they, him and Bree, the team, they've got, you know, we said with Kino, they probably have a war room somewhere in their flat or in their house where every wall is for the year, post-it notes everywhere, you know, data they need to reach. There's, there's so much, I mean, I'm fantasizing a bit, but uh, there, there must be a well laid down plan for them for the next few years. Well, yeah, well, I reckon, yeah, he'd probably go well in Ocean's Eleven, um, you know, trying to rob one of the casinos, meticulous. And um, he's Nostradamus because Remco was still out on course and he was spot on. Remco put a fair chunk of time into him. So, um, no, but look, um, jokes aside, he now, I, I, I'll say it right now, he's capable of winning two more stages before this race is out. With six summit finishes, Jay Vine can walk away from the Vuelta with four stage wins and a jersey if everything goes his way. Um, from between now and Madrid. Yeah, absolutely. Right, Kate, I did an interview yesterday with uh, Right Seth Fred, your, your new friend. Uh, yes. and, and he's quite fun. Let's, let, let's listen to him. Fred, right, uh, how was this? Uh, you, it's hot. You were claiming for some water. How was it on the, on the, on the course? Oh, that's just because, you know, you gamble with not taking water for the thing. Like, it, it, saves, it saves time. I knew I could get there without we needing water, but yeah. It's hot out there, you know, British boy. Need my water. <laughs> Benidorm is not too far, though. So a lot of British support, I guess, on the road. Yeah, but then they're not riding their bikes at 50, whatever, an hour. As hard as they can. <laughs> they're just lying in the sun. <laughs> your smile is such a joy in this Vuelta. You, are you enjoying it as much as you're smiling through it? Or is it so so far really hard? No, this is this is all fake. All fake. I, I, I hate it. <laughs> Uh, how is it going so far? Like you, you've really been knocking at the door of the win. Uh, things are seems to be going your way. How are you feeling for the for the last couple of weeks? Yeah, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Today, I just wanted a little bit more. You know, I started out and I didn't have what I wanted to have. You know, but you just you got to play with what you got. And now I'm happy. I'm happy with that. That's that's all right. <laughs> Enjoy the shower. Thank you. Uh, Fred Wright there, uh, Kate. He's a bit of a larrikin, no? Yeah, what a crack up! Um, it, I almost feel like he gave himself away. Like he was like, "No, I'm hating it," and then in his mind, it ticked over to like, "Oh, I better not say that." And then he was like, "No, no." That's what that, that, a bit of an awkward moment, but I left it. 
I left it a bit awkward. Like, eh, do I really hate No, him? it was fantastic. I mean, I do think that he just wears his heart on his sleeve. I found it, I find him very amusing and very entertaining uh, because I think this new um, swathe of youngsters are just, they interview so well. Like, do you remember like 10, 15 years ago when you try to interview them and they'd literally say, yeah, I feel good. We'll see what happens. Like, it was the same kind mm. of. Uh, hate to say but drivel every day you could just you walked away from half of the macker going like i could have just made that up myself you'd throw it in the bin yeah exactly (laughs) but these guys they come with everything and they're quite entertaining um and i reckon he'll be up for a stage win like i feel like it's about time for him he's been so close so close and i reckon he's enamored himself enough within the bunch that they'd be happy to see him have a stage win uh, to a degree, so yeah. keep interviewing yeah. him, Christoph. Keep trying to find him. We like that. I, I actually physically uh, very done it because you like him so much. So oh, thank you. I'm doing this. No, one he's a good one. Yeah. He's a keeper. Just yeah, get we'll an autograph him. for me next time. Now, let's have a pause because the king is about to speak. Yes, I did speak to Julien Alaphilippe in English. Julien, uh, how was it out there? Well, it was nice, fast, and uh, warm. So, yeah, I really enjoy it. Uh, and uh, I hope we, we do a good result with, uh, with Remco and Remy. How does this second week of the Vuelta look for you now? Uh, really interesting. Uh, I think it's super nice to have the, the leader jersey. We have a strong team and uh, we will give uh, our best until Madrid. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, already a good day today to, to see what uh, Remco can do. But you have already a good uh, advance, and uh, I think we can uh, think after um, Sierra Nevada. And last question, how do you make sure Remco is in red in Madrid? <laughs> well, first of all, uh, it's him. Eh? Uh, he needs to be strong uh, until Madrid, of course. But uh, we are really motivated to, to give him uh, a full support. And uh, like every day since uh, the start of this world and uh, yeah we will see next stage we can't wait to see you in Australia sorry we can't wait to see you in Australia we can wait we can't wait to see you in Australia ah yeah I will be happy to be to be there yeah. nothing to be said too happy. nothing more <laughs> <laughs> yeah because in his head he's I like, think it's because I can't know this French guy speaking to me in English yeah this yeah. is ridiculous he's like he's like what you know what he thought? He went, Austria? Austria? Austria, Australia. He's much cleverer than this. Much more clever than this. Hey, he's suave. He's just suave, isn't he? Even in English, he's just... The way he said yes. and wham. And the goatee's back. <laughs> yeah, I felt I was like say, the might be weak at back. the knee. <laughs> I was actually kneeling. <laughs> I yes. was beating down. <laughs> okay, that's, that's too much. <laughs> okay, let's, yeah, that's getting creepy. Okay. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, I, I spoke as well to uh, Raul Garcia. He's uh, Spanish, of course. He's, home, uh, he's on his home, uh, home turf. He's from Madrid. He's not from uh, Alicante, but he's the under-23 Tian uh, Tri champion. So let's listen to him. How was, how was it today? <laughs> it uh, uh, has been a, a hard chrono. Uh, RTT uh, we in the start the first half of the of the TT 
uh, has been with uh, a lot of, well, uh, not a lot, but headwind. And then with with the, the rest of the TT with with backwind. Uh, and it's important to know how how are uh, you, uh, how strong are you, uh, because of the of the regulation of of the of the effort but happy happy with the with the performance every time uh, there are things to improve but i wish i will have a, a lot of time it looks like you are just out of the shower it's very hot is it an advantage when you're a spanish rider here in in that heat i don't know if it's an advantage uh, it's hard uh, it's hard uh, but Uh, with this humidity I think the, the most part of the peloton every uh, pre-season uh, hard here in the in the Spanish coast with with good time good weather and I think we all know uh, how is the the uh, uh, clima I don't know how to say uh, in English for here in, in this zone last question Wearing the flag, the national jersey champion, on the roads of Spain. What was that feeling? Incredible, incredible. The people uh, helps you, help you, and it's incredible. That was uh, Raul Garcia. Sorry for the, the noise here, Maca. Maybe you helicopters going past. Uh, and uh, I'm just going to widen the shot because, yes, I am in the Star Village. Uh, and it's getting uh, really busy down here. And I'm, uh, I'm actually you know, being welcome in uh, one of the corners here. Uh, yeah, Maka. Kate, I don't believe him at all. I actually believe you're in Ibiza and you're in one of those those big, huge resorts and the doof-doof music is about to start. So tell us what you will, mate. We are totally yeah. on to you. Yeah, we don't buy Is the tan you need to wear? Is the tan you need to wear? Okay, one last interview to uh, to play. It's Pavel Sivakov, the newly uh, French person, newly French man, uh, switch passport from Russian to, uh, to France and uh, let's listen to him he arrives for Ineos of course Pavel uh, how, how was it out there it looks hot it looks tough yeah it was uh, it was really hot and tough I mean uh, I think a lot of guys overpaced uh, the beginning that's what I uh, that's what I heard uh, at the start uh, so yeah our coaches told me that uh, the beginning uh, is better to, to, to be a bit more conservative and really keep Keep uh, keep the legs for the final. Um, that's what I did. I mean, I faded a little bit anyway in the final. I think everyone did, but uh, um, probably not as much as, uh, as a lot of other guys. I also uh, really worked on my position this year. Uh, I think I'm uh, nice and narrow, so uh, that paid off. What's the uh, expectation? What are the expectations for, for this week, for the for this whole Vuelta? Oh, I don't know. For the moment, uh, day by day, we'll see you tonight. Uh, now it's time to recover and, uh, yeah take a cold shower it's pretty hot out there you deserve it thank you Pavel so that was uh, Pavel Sivakov Maka what how do you rate Pavel Sivakov actually on the overall he was really on the way up he did I think it's Marinis or Dauphine he did something really well but then he's plateauing a little bit at Ineos how do you rate him well I think the last couple of days or the last few days and moving forward now all the way to Madrid. This is his big opportunity. He did a pretty good TT yesterday. Um, now's his big chance to step up. I know they will protect uh, their Spaniard on the squad. 
uh, Rodriguez is it? Um, who, who they'll they'll try and protect moving forward, but he's he's still uh, in a pretty good position, and I, I want him to go well. I can't help but like him. Um, whether or not it's because his English is perfect, he speaks you know lovely English. Um, we talk about his background um, with Russian parents. Uh, now he's a French citizen. Um, you know he's got a really interesting background. And I want him to get his opportunity at Ineos. And they don't come, you don't get too many opportunities at Ineos, do you? Because there's too many cooks uh, cooks in the kitchen. So I hope he produces something here. It'd be, it'd be really nice. A stage win, something like that. I think it'd be great. Yeah, it's yeah, really interesting because, um, you know, all the talk about selections for world championships. And um, so the rumour mill goes, Ineos have not given officially permission uh, to the majority of their riders to do world championships um, at this point because they're trying to uh, end the season as the world number one team ahead of Yumbo and get every point that they possibly can uh, and don't want everybody flying off um, down under. So obviously that's a little bit disappointing for us to hear, um, but really interesting that Ineos is so concerned with that. Uh, and you have, to, you have to also consider what impact that has on the riders in the team um, when they start to realise that, uh, they don't have as much autonomy, perhaps, as they thought they might have. Because we know uh, when the riders are feeling really comfortable in the team, they will say, thanks so much to the team. They've done everything and um, they've supported me really well. And I guess we're not necessarily hearing that language um, from Ineos, but they've got three in the top ten now. So mm. they're going to get tons of points and uh, they're doing well with options. Um, and, yeah, certainly in terms of uh, strength of numbers, they're doing considerably better after the time trial than they were before. Yeah. And Baka, I've got something to prove you. I am not in Ibiza, but I am at the Vuelta. Jealous? Mate, you bought <laughs> that in shot? the $2 shop down yeah. the street. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, seriously. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> I like the colour. I like yeah. red. Yeah, red is faster, so yeah. Yeah, it sets sure. off that uh, suntan that you get. Yeah. Yeah. Sunburn, yeah. perhaps, yeah. Don't forget your uh, SPF. <laughs> I, I never do, actually. Every day I've got some. That's why I'm in a shed as well today. But it's so strong. Uh, maybe I should buy some Spanish sun cream. I don't know. You can anyway, stop now. Oh. <laughs> here's, the, here's the general classification after the time trial. Uh, we can really definitely see something coming up here with Evanopol and Roglic as a battle. Enring Max yesterday, what did we think about uh, about him? Oh, his time was good. His, his time trial was actually really good. It's just that Remco, you know, Remco put 47 seconds into second place and then, so it made his time not look so good. But when you stack Mass's time against the rest, it was actually a really good ride. So I think he should be pretty happy with it. And look, I still... I still give him a big chance to to win this race. If Remco has one little glitch, as we keep saying, um, between now and Madrid, Mas will be the man to step up. Yeah, yeah, I felt a bit sorry for him as he came into the finish and um, he could have felt Remco over his shoulder. Oh, yeah. Uh, because, of course, last year in the final closing time trial, uh, when Roglic sucked his helmet off uh, toward the end, I'm like, this poor fella, like he just mm. needs a little bit more... <laughs> time in a time trial um slightly different stakes but um yeah I, I reckon that he's i'm with you maca and if you do look down at you know second third to fifth 
if they almost get together a little bit, um, mm. yeah, Remco. I don't yeah. know why I want to make sure it's competitive. I'm like, I'm not. I'm just not ready to concede that Remco could take this away because I want yeah. an eleven exciting days. Well, we've been yeah. fools before, haven't we? So I, I think we're once bitten, twice shy. So I think we're yeah. just <laughs> we're just keeping our powder dry. And of course, from this uh, GC, we have to sadly remove uh, number five. Uh, yeah. Simon Yates, which has now been uh, uh, out of this race with COVID. Okay, Maka, before we uh, look quickly at the stage tonight, on uh, which will be on SBS, a couple of mentions I wanted to, uh, to do right now. First of all, uh, it looked like it was uh, bring your mom to the office yesterday for Annemiek van Bruten Gates. <laughs> yeah, how good is that? I love it that... Uh... She's preparing, you know, in such comfortable surroundings. And it is very beautiful up there. So I reckon a good place to have a family holiday. In all um, realistic, she wouldn't get a lot of time with family. So I think that it shows that she's pretty chilled. Uh, everything's going her way. There's no hectic um, racing over in Holland like um, most of her teammates. Uh, I saw this and I thought, she she's going to be hard to beat in Wollongong. Um, so, you know, like when you see riders that chilled with such big goals ahead, you, you've been there, Maka, like, you know, when you're on and it gives you this extra confidence and calmness. And that's what I saw in that photo. Yeah, no, very, uh, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. And another one but, I wanted um, to mention. Christoph, sorry, yeah, just sorry. quickly, when you sent that through on our WhatsApp chat and I saw the subtitle and I didn't. I was a bit confused. I'm like, has Christoph brought his dad to work or something? No. And it wasn't until I opened it that I saw that. So there you go. My humour is, you know, defined. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, and reason why I didn't want to close the program on this is just because, Maca, I want to talk about this man here, Laurent Fignon. It's the anniversary of his death today. He died in 2010, the 30th of August. And you know, and I know how much you love that era. And I know you how much you love the man as well. Yeah, it makes me sad just, um, yeah, you know, bring it up because I, he died way before his time. He was young. He was 50. And, you know, he, he was such a champion, wasn't he? And, you know, you never have regrets in life. But there's one thing I wished I'd done. When I first started working on the Tour de France back in 2007, there were, for well, I can't remember the actual, well, 12 years, but he was there the first couple of years I was there and I was too shy to go up and uh, get a photo with him or say hello, you know, because he was one of my absolute heroes as he was yours, Christoph. So, yeah, yeah it's a nice, you know, it's it's a sombre day, but it's nice to remember such a champion of our sport. Yeah, let's put the photo up again, Laurent Fignon. Uh, he's done a three Vuelta best position, uh, was third, I think, on the finish, but also remember he's won amongst other races, the Tour de France, the race, uh, twice, and uh, the Giro as well. So it was a great man for cycling. Uh, Laurent Fignon remembered here today. Okay, let's talk about the stage tonight, Maca, because we are uh, going down to the beach tonight. Oh, it's just beach, beach, beach in Spain. Don't we love it? Um, it's going to be hot. We know that much. You're in Murcia now, which is south of Alicante. It's the home region of Alejandro Valverde. 191 kilometres. It is flat stage. Look at the graph there. There's not much. If you look closely, it's literally a, a huge gain of about 200 metres. Uh, that's it for the stage. Uh, all the talk is the breakaway will go away, but they don't stand a chance. It's a headwind, so that will help them even less. Um, and 
Kate Christoph, Mads Pedersen, Tim Merley, Danny Van Poppel, Brian Cockart, Caden Groves. How good would it be to see Caden Groves get up? Yeah, it would be so good. I mean, I reckon one thing we can bank on, though, is that Trek Sagafredo don't need to chase or do too much work for Mads because mm. uh, he's more or less got that green wrapped up if he finishes there and thereabouts. And, uh, you know, that's by default of Bennett being out. But it does change the way they have to uh, attack these sprints. And so I think it'll bring some of the other teams. Uh, they'll be having some interesting team meetings this morning. Mm. Um, about their strategy but a long hot day with a headwind like it's just going to be another tough tough day for the athletes out there like there's no doubt about it you don't it's not an easy day because it's flat I think this is going to be uh, a pretty rough one for all yeah and since apparently I'm in Ibiza I'm going to go to the beach but uh, I wish I was, <laughs> I wish I was. Club, I think, we knew it you meant to we go knew it <laughs> if you knew where I am I'll be phrased where I am I am in a sausage factory I'm in a poor factory, <laughs> so not so much of a dreaming, living the life, you know. You are, what you haven't got is the smell of the, the sausages being, being cooked, you know. <laughs> anyway, thank you yeah, for, for joining us advice, uh, today, guys, and, uh, <laughs> and then we'll see you tomorrow, same place, same time. We will do. Thank you, yeah, Christoph. Yeah. Thanks, Kate. Thanks for listening to the SBS Volta Espana podcast with Zwift. After five weeks on the road at the tour and no riding, I'm seriously playing some fitness catch-up with Walter Inspiration. To help with my motivation, I've set myself a target of finding a team and getting involved with the Zwift Racing League. Round one starts on the 13th of September and goes to the 18th of October. One race per week for six weeks. Whether you're just starting out on your fitness journey or like me getting back into things, or you're a six watts per kilo monster, you'll find a level of racing to suit. So if you're up for the fun cycling challenge, dive in and start riding with a free seven day trial at Zwift.com and find your ZRL team or register if you're all ready to go by Sunday the 11th of September. Hopefully I'll see you on the start line soon. Ride on.